I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Work Stories is a place for women of color to share their experiences in the workplace. We're no longer whispering these stories to our best friends and partners and then shoving them to the backs of our minds and just dealing. We're talking about bias, equal pay, bad bosses, racist hiring practices, and all the crazy things your coworkers have done or said to you. This is a safe place to tell those stories. The floor is open, y'all. We are telling it all. Welcome back to Work Stories. Have you ever wanted to speak out at work but didn't? Well, our next guest has been there, but quickly realized what happens when you hold everything in. My name is Marie. I'm originally from Fort Worth, Texas, but I've been living in Dallas for seven years. I have 10 brothers and sisters, and I am the fourth oldest, I think. It's hard to keep up sometimes, but (laughs) (laughs) right now I'm working as a construction administrator for an engineering and architectural firm and so far I really love where I'm at in life and I'm really proud of myself for working my way up and up and up and to where I'm at right now. What are you really passionate about? If you're not at work, like what would we see you doing? I love to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm currently reading It Ends With Us Okay. by Colleen Hoover. And a lot of people were just raving about it. It's really good. <laughs> and then I found this book called Woman, Art, and Society. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to read that. And so far, it's really great. So I'm reading two books at once. That's one thing that I'm passionate about. The other thing that I'm passionate about is coffee. Coffee. Dude. I love it. A lot of people, like, they tell me, they see me on Instagram saying, oh, I always see you going to different coffee shops. Like, you should try this place. Or have you been here? Have you been there? What should I get from here? And people just know me as the coffee girl, I guess. It's pretty cool. I love it. I just love coffee. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your go-to order? My go-to order is very basic, I would say. It's a vanilla iced latte with oat milk. Okay, nice. That sounds good. I need to go with you around to coffee places. Like, I'm very new in the coffee scene, but I'm liking it so far. (laughs) I will send you my list. Yes, send me your list. Okay, great. So first of all, I want to know what is it like with 11 kids in a house growing up like that has to shape you as a person fully and also maybe how you operate at work yeah so I'm very protective over my family and I just feel like if anybody was to say anything like towards one of my sisters or my brothers I'm just like I'm about to fight you (laughs) 
<laughs> we all didn't grow up in the same house. Okay. So I have three half sisters mm-hmm. and they kind of just like grew up in the house with my dad and my stepmom. Mm-hmm. But till I was about 12, I grew up with my grandma until she passed away. So it was never really like all 10 of us in one house. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That would be like, I think that would be so much fun, but maybe it would get old. <laughs> Dude, no, don't get me wrong. It was, a, we had an amazing childhood. Like we had a bunch of cousins. We were all just at grandma's house, you know, just hanging out, things like that. So, I mean, it was great. Yeah. So being like a, like a big sister to like a good amount of kids, right? How does that, how do you think that shows up for you at work? It kind of shows up as me just trying to be a role model to people who are younger than me Mm -hmm. and trying to teach them. For example, there's two other members on our team in like the CA, which CA means construction admin. There's two other people and my coworker, his name is Jose. He's like 20 years old and me and him, like we just talk a lot like about as far as in like giving him like financial advice and just life advice, like things that nobody has really showed him or told him. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I can be a guidance like that. Just like to share your wisdom. Share my wisdom. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like there's always like an office big sister, big brother person. So that's cool. It's not just like the young kids. It can be people my age, even just the older people too. They can learn from me. I can learn from them. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so tell me about your career trajectory. Like what different types of jobs have you had? What did you want to do originally? Tell me about that. My very first job was Cracker Barrel. Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude. I was a hostess for a few years there, maybe. Started there, then worked my way to a fastener place. It's kind of like bolts and tools and screws and stuff like that. With that job, I left there because they're political views. Mm, Personally, I'm not a political person, so I just can't sit here and have a conversation about politics. (laughs) Yeah, you're not like watching the news and following all the details of everything. Right, exactly. Like I've just never really been into any of that. So it was around the time where Trump was like running for president and things like that. And they were just really trying to push me to vote Republican. Like Mm -hmm. they literally sat there for an hour. It was both of the bosses and a few of the other coworkers. The business was no more than 10 people. And they sat there for about an hour telling me why I should vote for Donald Trump, which if you vote Donald Trump, I have nothing against that. If you vote, uh, I was going to say Dominican. Uh, <laughs> Always vote Dominican. <laughs> but if you if you vote Democrat, like I have nothing wrong with that either. But, you know, I really just don't care about that. But if you're going to try to sit here and like tell me all the reasons why I should do this, why I should do that, it's just it's like inappropriate. Right. Yeah. And it's like intimidating, didn't you? I mean, if it's your boss and like other coworkers, I yeah. mean, you're just kind of stuck. Right. And I'm just like, it, it was just a lot. And then there were so many other little things that was just so wrong with them, I guess. It's just little stuff that they would say. I'm just like, why would you even say that? You know, for example, there was a commercial about Taco Bell. <laughs> and one of my coworkers was like, oh, look, Marie, like your people. And I'm sitting there like, what what are you talking about and he's just like yeah like your people love tacos and I'm like okay oh my god 
yeah, so it was just like little stuff like that. And it just really annoyed me. And I just never really had the courage to say anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like that for a long time, like until like last year is whenever I just started speaking up for myself. And with this job, I think it was like 2014, 2015. So that was a whole thing. And then I was just kind of tired of dealing with the people, like them thinking they can say whatever it is that they want and me never saying anything about it because I was about 19. So I guess they felt like they could just say anything they want and they just thought it was funny. Yeah. What do you think like inspired you to kind of start speaking up more? And like, why do you think you weren't before? I started speaking up for myself because I was just really tired of being belittled and people just walking all over me and people would take advantage of me not saying anything. And people knew that I wouldn't say anything so they just kept doing it and doing it and just saying this saying that and then to the point where I just kind of like blew up (laughs) yeah so talk to me about how you got into the job that you're in now in like architecture construction stuff so I left there and I went to a machinery company where I was the receptionist I was also doing a bunch of office work I was doing the accounts payable accounts receivable and mind you I was the only female in that whole business what yeah there's probably about 50 men what 50 and not one other female no it was kind of wild working there obviously whenever you work with a bunch of dudes they just want to give you so much attention like like, and I'm just like, for what? I've been in an eight-year relationship. Because, yeah. like, I don't want nothing to do with you. Right. They're trying to hit on you. Right. And it was just something that I was used to. And then I just had to, like, tell myself, you know, like, it's not something that I should get used to, you right. know? And then I just started saying stuff like, mm, I don't think your wife would like you saying that. Oh, God. <laughs> Then what they say? They would just like shut up and they kind of just like laugh it off and then they never heard from them again. So it was just little things like that. But I left there. It was a warehouse in the back and in the front was the office. You know, we had both the bosses, project managers, and just the office people. Mm-hmm. They were all dudes obviously. And a majority of the people that worked outside were Mexican, Hispanic. Probably only Spanish-speaking people only, which is cool. They were all super cool, super nice. Never had an issue with a lot of the people that were outside, but the inside people, office men, <laughs> they would uh, they would just say very racist things about the Mexican guys outside that were working hard and you know just doing what they can to provide for their families. And a lot of these men were talented, like they were welders. They would you know make art literally. They would make signs for just companies and they all just did such an amazing job like laser cutters things like that and they would sit there and get annoyed like the office men like they would sit there and get annoyed with if they're not working fast enough or something like that and they would come in just like literally talk shit about the men outside so I kind of I never said anything again and they kept doing it to the point where I blew up on them I was there for about three and a half years and I blew up to one of the guys that I sat right next to and then the guy that they eventually made HR. He was the one sitting here saying random shit just to make people laugh, Mm. just to get attention. I felt like he was probably like awkward and he felt like he had to like make a joke and he would just say weird shit about the guys outside. It was mostly him. 
and the guy that I sat next to. And one day I just blew up. I even have a recording. Do you? I do. I mean, it was like from a few years back and it was just me kind of just like going off on them. And I was like, I have to record this. And I was shaking and- yeah dude it was wild to the point where one of the guys in the back office he came up and he was like um is everything okay and I was like no yeah (laughs) nothing's okay and I was just sitting there in anger and I've had that recording for years and I've never went back to listen to it really I don't know why it's really hard for me to go back and listen to it like it might trigger you a little bit to have to like relive it in such a real way yeah and that same day I quit so after that whole thing had happened they had just kind of like went outside to the warehouse and I called my boss I I love my boss that was there one of them and he was super cool and I called him and I just started crying (laughs) and he was like what's wrong? Like, is everything okay? And I just told him, I was like, I can't work here anymore. And he said, why? Like, what happened? And I was like, the guys in the office just say, say too much, whether it's racist, inappropriate. And he's just like, I never knew about that. And and maybe he didn't, or maybe he did, or maybe he ignored it. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But he was never one of the reasons why I quit, you know? And I felt like I had the chance to, like, put these people on blast because I know I, I made a Facebook post about it. And people were just like, put them on blast, put them on blast. Like, basically wanting to cancel them and, like, ruin their business. But I was like, I can't because my boss at that time, one of them, he was just really cool, and I, I just felt like I could not do that to him. Why do you think they've gotten away with kind of talking like that? They can't be, oh, I'm, we're just going to talk about it because Marie's here. Like, mm-hmm. they probably were talking like that before you started working there. Right. How do you think they got away with it? I don't know. I mean, one of the guys had even told me, the guy that I sat next to, I mean, we would talk, but we're never really cool like that. But he did tell me one time that the other boss, let's call him Kay, okay. um, <laughs> Kay would come in and he would say inappropriate things and he would be like oh is Marie here like oh we gotta be sure Marie's not here oh so he didn't want you to hear unlike some of the other guys who didn't care if you heard yeah exactly so the other boss let's call him C Mm -hmm. (laughs) he kind of just like stayed to himself like he was not like the other guys I never saw him as being like the other guys in the office so I just got tired of it and just like I said blew up and I told C my boss and he felt really bad. And, and I'm pretty sure they knew that I could sue them if I wanted to. Yeah, you have a claim and you have audio. Yeah, so he he kept it really cool with me. They gave me all of my vacation time. Like, they just paid it out to me. Okay, that good. led me to the architectural and engineering industry. And this was mid-COVID. Okay, so wow. I was worried that I was not going to find a job because once I quit, I obviously had no plan. Yeah. That's how you know you were so pissed that you quit in COVID without a plan. It's You have to be pretty mad to do that. Yeah. And I didn't have a job for two years. I was on Indeed, <laughs> just applying to almost everything that I saw that I was like kind of interested in. Mm-hmm. So I applied to this firm. It was residential 
engineering and architectural. So in the description, it said that you needed a degree, you needed this, you needed some type of experience in the field. And I'm just like, well, let me just apply. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got a call back and I had an interview and she just hired me on the spot and I started the next week. Oh, nice. Basically, I get hired, right? And everything's cool for the first few weeks. And don't get me wrong, I, I loved what I did, but <laughs> let's... uh. Give her a name. Okay. Um, Martha. Martha. Mm-hmm. Martha. Her and I were on a team. She was there for maybe three months before I started. Not much longer than me. Her and I are on the same team. We have the same title. And she kind of gave me the stuff that she didn't want to do. Majority of the people there were women of color. And we were all girls. But, you know, sometimes, like, working with females it can kind of it can be a lot of drama especially if they're not trying to help you grow it can be a lot (laughs) yes look haters come in all genders and colors so right 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 (laughs) yeah no but like working with I I never really had experienced drama the way that I did at this place Mm -hmm. and I felt like it was more drama than work, if I'm being honest. Yeah, okay. So basically, I was just picking up all the slack. I was just doing everything that Martha didn't want to do. And I felt like maybe she just thought that she can just kind of take some type of control over me because she knew I wasn't going to say anything. Right. Or, or maybe she just knew like I was just a nice person. And I don't know. She kind of just took advantage of that. So yeah. there would be some days where we're just super busy. And then she would be like, oh, Marie, like, you got this. And she would leave early. <laughs> oh, so she's trying to slack off and then just give you all her work. Yeah. And at one point, like, we were working from home. And we would literally work 10 to 11 hours a day. But I would be the one doing all the work. She would get the credit. And I just did not know how to speak up for myself. Was speaking up for yourself about kind of having confrontation with her... Or was it the fact that you thought, you know, your managers wouldn't believe you maybe? It was having confrontation with her, especially since me and her were on the same team. And if we had any type of beef, any type of drama, then that would make me hate going to work. Mm-hmm. And she was the type of person that would be like, well, if you don't like me, nobody else is going to like you. Like, oh, I'm cool with everybody. Right. Oh, she thought she was like Queen Bee. Yeah. And it was to the point where we started working from home and she would want to be on FaceTime with me a lot from like as soon as we clocked in until we clocked out. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I just did not know how to not answer. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like I didn't have like time to myself, time to like focus, especially if I was the one doing all the work and she would be like, hey, Marie, do you want to see me try on all the stuff that I got from Shein. <laughs> <laughs> what? Girl, no. I have to do your work. <laughs> Dude, exactly. Like, we were on we were on the same team. Like I said, we did the same shit. And honestly, I just did not know how to separate work from the friendship. And immediately, right off the bat, like, she would tell people that I was her assistant. She would introduce people to me as her assistant for national boss day prior like a week prior to national boss day she had got a a raise i went out the way to drive all the way to fort worth and i bought her these chocolate covered strawberries that said 
boss ass bitch, you know, because oh, I was proud dude. of her, you know, just, you know, just being a good friend, like letting her like see that I support her and I'm so proud of her, you know, yeah. but she kind of like took it as <laughs> me being her assistant. And she put it on Instagram and everything saying, oh, I love my assistant. She's so like sweet and all this and that. And I'm just like, no, I literally got you these strawberries because like, I know you're a boss ass bitch. Like you're doing good things. Like I'm proud of you. And it was never like as a boss. You know what I mean? And maybe she just kind of like took that wrong. And maybe I just like fucked up to like, like doing that (laughs) to give her the wrong idea. Oh my God. Right. (laughs) Don't encourage her. (laughs) Right. And so it just kind of went on from there. And that went on for a while. And one day I was really frustrated because like I said, like I was picking up all the slack and mind you, our team, me and her was one of the best teams for a reason obviously I mean, she would do her work she would do some work let me rephrase that she would do <laughs> some work but a majority of the time like it was me just slaving the day for for the both of us yeah you weren't getting any of the credit I would get some credit but a lot of people would like praise her and be like Martha you're doing such an amazing job and like she would tell me and she, it, it, it was a lot and I'll be like oh like yeah like that's cool like she would tell me like people said this people said that and I'm just like okay like what about me <laughs> I'm right. the one sitting here like busting my ass but I'm not getting any credit for the stuff that I'm doing was there anyone who could like see through that was there any oh, manager yes. or anyone else who knew that she was like kind of running game on you and could tell you were doing a lot of the work yes she wasn't just doing that with me oh. we would try to act like everybody else's boss because our actual boss was working remotely most of the time. Okay. You're telling this story. I'm thinking about how you're clearly like soft-spoken, mild-mannered. You know, you're like a chill girl, right? You mm-hmm. don't want to have to turn up on people at work. You don't want to have conflict. You're not comfortable there. That's just like not your personality. I can tell, right? Yeah. So. It kind of sucks that in order to like take care of ourselves, all of us at work, it feels Mm -hmm. like we need to be super assertive and always share our feelings and like go to management and like demand change. It's like we have to do all of these things that may not be part of our actual personalities or what we want Mm -hmm. to do in order to like be treated fairly, to not have racist remarks being said around you or at all. You know, it's like you almost have to step outside of yourself. Is that kind of how you feel when you have spoken up? A hundred percent. I just never like to have conflict with anybody, especially if I have to go to work with these people every single day. I'm not a problematic person. (laughs) And I think just like a part of me, like you said, like I just never wanted to say anything just so I can just like keep the peace. Right. But that was so bad for my mental health. And... I would come home, you know, tell my boyfriend about it, and he would tell me, you need to speak up for yourself, you need to do this, like, why don't you say anything? Mm -hmm. It was just so hard for me, because she was a really cool friend, like, we started hanging out outside of work, we would go get drinks with coworkers and stuff, and she started calling me her best friend within a month. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't really know about that. Right. Like I kind of just met you. No offense. Yeah. So it's like you're you're just not you're not wanting to offend anybody and even having to be like, girl, we're not best friends. Like we're cool, but we're not like 
you wouldn't even feel comfortable saying that. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, like it was a lot like trying to separate work from our friendship. I'm I'm questioning if you guys even had a friendship because anyone who like makes you do most of their work and mm-hmm. kind of puts you under them mm-hmm. and gives you titles that aren't real and talks about themselves and talks up themselves and doesn't consider mm-hmm. you doesn't really sound like a friend to right. me. Right. So many people have said that too, though. I felt like I was just being the fakest ever. Yeah. Which nobody wants to do. Right. And it was just so bad for me. Like, it was so bad for me. So what is your goal? What are your career goals? Like, are you inspired by the place that you work in? Do you want to, like, stay in this type of industry? Or, like, what is your dream job? So my dream job is way off from engineering and (laughs) architect. Mm-hmm. I want to eventually own my own coffee shop. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I love that. It's so me and I would just love to have my own space to serve coffee and, you know, live out my dream. <laughs> you know, it's like such a good way to like interact with the community mm-hmm. and be like a smiling face for everyone. Do you feel like you're taking steps to like go towards that yet? Yeah, but see, the thing is right now, I really like where I'm mm-hmm. at and I know for sure because I was told this, but the people at my job, of kind of like see me moving up and working on like really huge projects we so we work on government things Mm -hmm. and you have to be like certified you have to like take all these tests just for you to be able to do stuff like that and I think eventually I will be working on a lot of secretive projects and things like that so I mean it's exciting yeah I love it like the environment is so chill everyone is so cool I don't know how long I'm gonna be there I don't know how long it's gonna take me to open this whole coffee shop Mm -hmm. but for now I think I'm gonna stay here as long as I can because to answer your question yes it has inspired me a lot and I kind of maybe thought about going back to college to study architectural design yeah but that's like kind of still up in the air it's Mm -hmm. not really something that I really said out loud if I'm being honest but you know yeah, well, we're so, honored you said it here. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's really interesting. And there's a lot of inspiring women in that field and in that office. Mm-hmm. There's just so many amazing people in that office. And if you were able to have a conversation with a lot of them, you would be inspired to maybe yeah. become an architect or something. They have like so much structure, but you also get to not be micromanaged by anybody. Um, so I love that. And just like being able to go in and like having like amazing coworkers is just kind of like a relief. Yeah. Like from all the shit that I went through, like in my past jobs, it just makes it a thousand times better. What is the biggest lesson you think you've learned from all of those different jobs and, you know, some being cool, but some being really crappy? <laughs> I would say just really speaking up for yourself because I waited too long to do that. and whenever I did speak up for myself, I would blow up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So if I go back to the whole Martha thing, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even get into a lot of the stuff there because eventually I had moved different teams. So I wasn't on a team with her anymore. Oh. Once I had moved teams, like I was kind of like the lead of my team. And she was like, Marie, I'm so proud of you. She was just like, like, you would have not been able to do this without me, but I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Sorry, I just keep laughing because this sounds like a character from a movie that's like over exaggerated and it's like this like, you know, like a character. Literally, I feel like I've seen a movie with this person in yes. it. Yes. It's not real. It's yes. unreal. 
<laughs> but okay, so before like I had moved teams, I kind of like went off on mm-hmm. her and I had to tell her like, you are not my boss. You cannot be telling me that I can't do this, I can't do that, or I have to stay until 10 o'clock at night to catch up on all the stuff that we need to catch up on. And it was a whole thing where it had to go to our higher ups. (laughs) So like within that month after that had happened, that's whenever I got my own team because everyone was like, Marie, you're doing such an amazing job. But like no one would ever really tell you anything. Like no one mm-hmm. would tell me I'm doing a good job. Yeah. And so I didn't really know if I was doing a good job until like somebody would tell me yeah. whenever a conflict happened or just, you know, that whole thing that happened with her. So I think just not waiting to say something because like waiting to say something is just gonna build up and you might say something that you don't want to say and you end up <laughs> saying it but right I think you should just like nip it in the butt as soon as something happens and just speak up now that you're thinking about all these different experiences you've had managers and all of them what mm-hmm. would you say are like three really important qualities of a manager or supervisor based on what you would want. I would just want them to be involved. Know what's going on with not just your favorites, Mm. but with everybody. Like, don't be selective um, just because some of these people are talkative or some of these people are quiet. Like, have a relationship with everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I would have wanted because I felt like, if they were more involved, they would see a lot of the stuff or maybe some of this stuff would not even happen. Exactly. Yep. So yeah, I would just like want supervisors, managers, whoever, higher ups, just to be more involved. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Before we end, I want to play like a little game with you. That's okay. 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 So I'm just going to say like a word or phrase and you just tell me like the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Work events. Socialize. <laughs> Lunch breaks. Antisocial. <laughs> Candles. Smell. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Coffee mug or a tumbler? Hola cafe. Ah. Okay, annual reviews at work. Everyone deserves a raise. There we go. Um, your favorite vacation? Colorado Springs. Mm. Instagram. Be yourself. Working in an office. I love it. Just as long as people are super chill. Okay. And last but not least, screen time. My screen time is pretty bad, but you know, you gotta just give yourself a break. Relax yeah. your eyeballs. Go look at a tree or something. Go hug a tree. Um, hug a tree, touch some grass. Read a book, <laughs> you know. That's something that I'm working on, so yeah. It's gonna be changing soon. Less screen yeah. time. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. No problem, dude. I loved it. I had so much fun. I'm so thankful to Marie for having the courage to share her story. It can be hard rocking the boat when you're a chill person and you want so badly to be cool with everyone and everything. No one wants to be the problematic one just because we spoke up. But it's not healthy to keep things inside. And if there's a problem in your workplace, like unfair work distribution or racist comments, the managers are responsible for rectifying those situations. And if they don't, you might have a claim on your hand. Definitely consult an HR firm if you're unsure how to proceed with an issue at work. Hope you guys are having an amazing week and I'll be back next week. Hold up. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 